Hey, it's ass butt. It's ass butt. Hey. <laughs> your your favorite show about butts and in the world. Binge Ryan to meet you. Don't you, like, <laughs> don't you just love it? Hey, let's just all be quiet for two whole minutes. No one talk. Okay, are you, get ready. Hold on. Yep. Starting now. Quiet for two minutes. Quiet what? For two minutes. We're just going to be quiet. Two whole minutes. Two whole minutes. Count it down. Okay. Ten. All right. Ten. Nine. Nine. Th- that's coming eight. up. Eight. Oh, shit. You're right. <laughs> 180. No, we're counting down. 179. 10, what? 9, 78, 8, 2, 7, 3, 6, oh, 4, 5, we five 4, minutes. 6, 3, 7, 2, 8, one. 9. Wait, how did you get to 10? How did you get to 1 before I got to I 10? I skipped my least favorite number. <laughs> Can I share something Three? with you guys? A personal thing? <laughs> What's that? I think that people who have least favorite numbers that aren't in, you know, one through like zero through ten are liars. You can't have your least favorite number be like one seventeen. Wait, least favorite number? Least favorite, yeah. I've never heard of this before. You've never heard of someone having a least favorite number? No, I have a least favorite heard of, of everything. Ask. I've heard of people being like a sk- like a fucking superstitious of numbers. Like here in America, it's the number thirteen, but in I think certain Asian countries, it's the number four. Mm-hmm. I think that's a thing in yeah. Japan. Ask me what my least favorite of something is, and I will have an answer. What's your least favorite Dragon Age game? Ugh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Next question. That was easy. What's stop your what's softballing? Your least, <laughs> what's your least favorite Dragon Age character? Oh my god, Cullen from Dragon Age, all three Dragon Age games. Again, you're all softballing. Right. Guy, next I question. I got a question. What's your least favorite Dragon Age mission? <laughs> Probably the one where you have to find that fucking uh, Druffalo. I've done it like a million times. It's pretty early in the game in Inquisition and I keep having to find it. Although... In the 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 one where you go to the Fade in Dragon Age Origins is also pretty terrible. Next question. Hmm. Who's your least favorite co-host on the show? Oh my god, <sighs> that's tough. Which show? I'd have to probably <laughs> have say. Hold on, no. If it's just generally, I probably have to say uh, the guy is who was Steven? in that. Um, no, it's not Stephen. The guy who was in that one Mary Kate and Ashley movie we watched, he's a co- he was a co-host on Andy Richter. That's his name. Uh, he was a co-host on like Jay Leno or something, and he <laughs> did that movie and reached the bottom of my heart for that. So down That's in my good. toes. Uh, Between my least me favorite and Travis, co-host on this show, it's me. <laughs> uh, I just really don't like God, half got- the things I say or do. Anyways, you keep quick. softballing me. Give it, giving me, uh, give me another thing. Give me another thing. I got it. I know it. What's your, what's your favorite bean? My favorite bean, mm-hmm. uh, a chickpea. Oh, solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were gonna say a toe bean, like a Stevens. Oh, toe beans are pretty great. Toe beans kick ass. Okay. I took it to mean a bean you eat, and garbanzo is my answer. Nice. 
I have a least favorite of everything. I decided on least... it. I went through the list and I decided what's, on it. What's your least favorite ice cream flavor? My least favorite ice cream flavor? When yeah. there's so many to choose from, it's bubblegum. Yeah. Yeah. That should be a sorbet. Yeah. I'd, I'd try that at least once. A bubblegum sorbet, I can get behind. But you add mm-hmm. in dairy, I'm out. Yeah. Nah. I also feel like fucking Superman might be better as a sorbet. Oh, what? yeah. 100%. Yeah. Superman? The yeah, uh, Baskin Robbins flavor. flavor. Yeah. yeah. What? Like yeah. one of, like one of like those blue. popsicles? No, it's like just ice cream. It's like blue ice cream. What? It's got like red shit in it, I guess. What fucking Baskin Robbins shit are y'all going to? I've never uh, heard of Superman. You've never heard of Superman. It's You've one of the thirty-one flavors, Travis. Is it? Yes. Yeah. What? So, uh, typically, there are no exact flavors for the red, blue, and yellow, but it tends to be a mix-up of vanilla ice cream, blue moon ice cream, and red pop flavored ice cream. This is blowing my mind right now. Are you I didn't ready? know that this was a thing. To see the picture of the Superman flavored ice cream, Travis. Yeah. I downloaded this for you. It will stay in my phone for like two to four months until I clean out my phone again. Are you ready? Yes. Bam. Oh, God. What is this? What? Yeah. That's just... It's not even Superman's, like, it's, I mean, the red and blue, sure, but where the fuck does Superman has have yellow? The S is yellow. Yeah. What? The, the insignia. Right? Yeah. There's yellow in his symbol somewhere. Sorry, I, I keep uh, watching the um, Zack Snyder movies where oh. there is no yellow. <laughs> yeah, it's, there is, his suit is yeah. blue, and then the S is red, and then the yellow is behind his S. You're right. Yeah, it's like yeah, hella accents. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. even in the Zack Snyder movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's more gold. Mean, but it yeah. was I mean, there's color in those movies? Very subtle. I mean, it's a muted yellow. It's a quiet, it's a shh yellow. Uh, yeah, Superman ice cream. I've never eaten it before. Like, even when I was a child. And I had bubblegum ice cream when I was a kid. Uh, oh, no. But never I liked Superman. it. I used, to, I used to get it as a kid. And people were like, it's just vanilla. I was like, nope, it does not taste like vanilla. But then you grow up and try other flavors. And then you're like, oh, this is just frozen sugar. So, yeah. Yeah. I always liked the watermelon Ooh. flavor that had the little candy seeds in it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Get a little crunchy treat in there. That should also dope. be a sorbet. Mm-hmm. I think it was a sorbet. If it wasn't, it should have been. I will say that. That is the hill I will die on. Mm. Uh, you didn't ask, but my favorite ice cream flavor is cookie dough. Cookie dough solid. Mm. Yeah. For me, it's between cookie dough and mint chip. Oh, okay. mint chip is good. No, mm. you're right. You're right. It's not as good as cookie dough, but you're right. Mm-hmm. I also like just like butter pecan. Okay. Like I, I fuck with butter pecan. Yeah, because you're like a thousand years old. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I also I, love I like this raisin. flavor called butter crunch, which is basically just a vanilla ice cream with butterfinger in it. Yeah. But sometimes you get like a really good big chunk of butterfinger. Oh fuck good. yeah. Kind of like if you sometimes you'll get uh, cookies and cream ice cream, and there'll just be a whole ass Oreo. 
All right, I want to suggest something, and y'all hear me out. Okay. Oatmeal cream pie ice cream. Ooh, I see. You started to lose me when you said oatmeal, and then you brought it back around with cream pie. I've had it before, and it's delicious. I have questions. I have answers. Is it like little mini oatmeal cream pies, or is it just like oatmeal flavored and like there's cream chunks in it? No, no, no. Vanilla ice cream, oatmeal cream pie cut up inside of it. Okay. Yeah, I'd fuck with that. Mm, Okay, yeah. 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 I'd I'd go to fucking. A la cookie dough. I I would even fuck with a milkshake with that. See, that's how I actually had it as, and it was delicious. Nice. And it was a custard, honestly. It was a vanilla custard with oatmeal mm. bits in it. Nice. Oatmeal cream. I fucking love custard. Oh, God, me too. Um, I, when I was in college, there was a custard place right across the street from a Vietnamese place. So I'd go get pho, and then I would go get ice cream afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I have trained mm. my brain to want ice cream every time I have pho. Oh, yeah. Don't you love that? Every single time I get Vietnamese, I'm like, I need, I need ice cream now. Oh, man. Eating. Have you had, what level of uh, pho have you had from a Viet house in Huntsville? Or Viet? Like, it's like one to five or zero to five spiciness. I've had like the level one chicken pho. I didn't see that as an option, so I just had whatever, I guess. Okay. Because I had level one, and it was just it was just hot enough to make me cry like a, a good fair amount while eating it. Man, I'm going to have to go there. I didn't know that you, there was a place that oh, yeah. offered you spice levels with your pho. Because usually, if, if for me, it's just adding the spice level as i go and it gets spicier and spicier see that's what i normally do too but yeah this place you just the broth is fucking they'll heat it up for you with some whatever but i do love love the idea of eating some like fuck your just ruin yourself with spicy pho and then getting ice cream i think that would be dope as hell I um I got some of that that bulldog uh, spicy ramen. Ooh! And I don't know if I've just leveled up significantly or if I just didn't make it right, but wasn't that bad? Okay. Travis, you're one of those like spicy connoisseurs that I really can't trust <laughs> with spicy Here. food. I had bulldog for the first time several years ago, and I cried. <laughs> Like a bitch. Openly wept. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Oh, that's how I felt like uh, eating that fucking wing at Prince's. Jesus Christ, I thought I was going to die. Oh, yeah. That was super hot. Prince's is See, a hot chicken like, restaurant, for those of you who don't know. That's, hot chicken that's, is the rush, that's the rush that I look for. Yeah. Mm. Oh, no. I'm right there with you. I'm just not to your level. And I ain't trying to be. <laughs> I want to enjoy yeah. my food late in life, and also I don't want my asshole to bleed. So yeah, yeah, Travis, you eat like you eat the same food as like a coal miner in like the fucking old west. What? <laughs> what? Hold on, I'm gonna need. Mean? I'm you gonna just... need this explanation as well. <laughs> oh, it's like uh, from uh, th- a million different ways to die in the west. 
Oh. Uh, like, I think Seth MacFarlane says something similar because he's like, look at these old coal miners. Like, they're eating, they're just smothering things in ground pepper and hot sauce and, like, rot gut whiskey because that's all they can taste from years of breathing, breathing in, like, coal dust and whatnot. Uh, okay, yeah. I will say, you're really trying to die. Me? Yeah, you. Nah. It's madness. Hasn't worked madness. so far. I, like, I'm at the point where I put almost an entire packet of Diablo sauce on my Taco Bell per bite. See, I just don't like the flavor of Diablo sauce. I like it. I think it's pretty good. I like, to to me, it's always in between the the Diablo and the fire. Okay. But I I like the spiciness of the Mm. Diablo a little bit more. I like to use a fire packet and then, like, I love the taste of the mild and the hot sauces. It's not even about the spiciness. It's just I like the taste. But if I want some kick, that's when I add the fire sauce. And then I get the good taste and the kick in the throat. Mm, nice. You know what my move has been lately? As I've been getting the, uh, I've been getting one of those uh, boxes that has the chip, at the chips, and the little cheese dip with it. Oh, the fucking five dollar box. Yeah, I yeah, will it put. I will put two packets of hot sauce in the cheese and oh. then mix it around, and it's so much better. Oh fuck yeah! Okay. Yeah, that's the move. Yeah, uh, same I will if, tell you. Same if you get the nacho fries, which are back right now. Like the just basically anytime yeah. you get that that cup of cheese dip, oh hell yeah, Taco Bell. Just put some, put some, put a put a sauce packet in there or two. Hey, if you're and feeling squirrely, exponentially make it better. If you are feeling squirrely and you want to try some like cursed food shit that I fucking love, get the cheese dip. Don't get the chips. Get the cinna twists. Dip those motherfuckers oh, no. in the cheese. Son of a bitch. Oh, it's so good. I oh. get the same thing every time I go to Taco Bell, and that is Diarrhea? a chicken quesadilla. No. A chicken quesadilla, <laughs> and then I get the combo, and I switch out the hard shell beef taco with a soft chicken taco with red enchilada sauce and nice. a Baja Blast. And I call it Fuck a yeah. day. Then dig that. And I get one packet of fire sauce to go on my taco, and then I eat the quesadilla as is because I am there for the quesadilla sauce. The quesadilla yeah. sauce is good. Oh hell yeah! Did you know you can just buy that shit? Yes, yeah. you can also Damn. make it at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've actually been really into Arby's roast beef sandwiches recently because I am maybe not doing well. I was about to say, Ari, are you are you okay? I, I don't know, honestly. But are, are you doing all right? I don't want to it's spend not your a bunch fault. Of money. Thank you, because I don't want to spend it's a bunch. It's not your of, fault. I thank you. I, yes, thank you. Because uh, I don't want to spend a bunch of money at Arby's. What I've been doing is I went to Arby's like two weeks ago, and I was just like, "Give me as many Arby's sauces you are illegally allowed to give me." And I've been getting. I got sliced roast beef from Walmart. And a bun, and I've just been like making my own Arby sandwiches. Nice. Hey, hey Ari. And I have no regrets. Yes. It's not your fault. <laughs> Thank you. You're I'm welcome. doing fine, honestly. I think I'm okay. Okay. You got. You don't worry about me. You know. Don't worry. Don't you worry about me. I'm doing okay. Mm. No one can see the tears. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't have a whole lot of room to stand on because where I work, it's basically Arby's. If I'm in like a jam and I gotta eat, I will run by the fucking Arby's by where I work. Oh yeah, I was gonna say there's an Arby's like right there, huh? Yeah, it's cheap, it's fast. They eighty percent of the time get my order right, even if they don't. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they they never forget anything important. It's normally like, well, sometimes I forget the Arby sauce, which is why I'm there. The Arby sauce is the most important part of the meal. Yeah. Honestly, if I could just honestly, the sandwiches are a vehicle for the Arby sauce. Yeah. Everything now, in Arby's is a vehicle. The Java milkshakes, the fries, the potato pit, everything is a vehicle. For the oh, they don't fucking Arby's sauce. What? They don't, they don't have potato cakes anymore. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, now that being said. Have y'all tried anything like other than the beef and cheddar or the roast beef sandwich from Arby's? Not a single thing. Uh, <laughs> I'll get their chicken sometimes. Yeah, I've had their They're, chicken. Yeah. Uh, they're, honestly, their nuggets are pretty dope. Uh, the chicken sandwiches are really good. That fucking Swiss bacon thing. Hell yeah. Um, I've thought about getting their gyros, but I chicken out every time. All right, get the regular gyro. The spicy gyro has something in it that will ruin your insides. It's not that it's too spicy. There is just something not fit for human consumption in the spicy gyro sauce. You know what? I'm going to consider that a challenge. Fair <laughs> enough. I've got, I've got guts of steel. All right. Unless I, thought- I get an undercooked egg at... <laughs> At Waffle House. <laughs> oh, that's a mood. Fuck. Uh, I, God, the one, the one time I've had food poisoning in the last, I don't know, ten years, was at Waffle House three months ago, and I was mm. just like, oh, "How could you do this to me?" I hope not a single one of my former or future employers listens to this podcast episode because I'm here to tell you right now: if I ever call out and say it's because of food poisoning, I am lying. <laughs> I just needed a day off. Um, y'all, the cyberpunk future is here because I was just scrolling through Facebook while we were talking about Arby's. Yeah. And a fucking Arby's ad popped up. Yeah, they're listening, man. Why do we get this <laughs> cyberpunk future? And not the one where I can have eyeballs that have x-ray vision and also are purple. Come on. Oh, I know, right? This because we spent like bullshit. A sh- we spent so much money on military technology and not on like cyberpunk stuff. Or yeah, not the right military because we could have had cyberpunk military technology, but no, no. that'd be so dope. I can't even say it's because of capitalism because here's why: all of cyberpunk is about how capitalism sucks. So like, yeah, yeah, it's it's not even like a it's not even like a we can't have Star Trek because we won't get our shit together and do a socialism. It's it's like nope, still capitalism. Capitalism's still an issue with all the cool cyberpunk technology. I just it's unfair. It's cruel. Very it's cruel. Yeah, it's we cruel were, and unusual. We were supposed to talk about D and D this episode. We were also like initially hell even before that we were supposed to do a Mad Lib. Yeah. yeah, and we didn't. We didn't we'll get around to those. So, yeah, I guess it's time to talk about the episode now. Yeah, Travis, yeah. this this episode is called Metafiction. 
Metafiction. What is it about? Um, Sam and Dean. Yes. They. I've heard. So they find out that someone was actually in the Men of Letters bunker, like in between them, in like in between 1958 massacre and them getting access to it. And there is just a shelf in the library that has all of Chuck's supernatural books. And they read all of them. And then they fall in love. <laughs> well. With with the books. Oh, with the books. Oh, okay. And yeah. each what? other. Not with each other. No, with <laughs> each. It's too late. It's with each other. As roommates. Nope. As lovers. As really good friends. As and they were roommates. As brothers. As lovers. As best friends. Mm, and they go... Mm, and, and they, they get and they get in the and hot tub and sit boys. five feet apart. And also their brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But also they're related. Oh my god. Let's watch this fucking episode. Yeah! Let's do it. <laughs> And we're back. So, yeah. Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Robbie I, I couldn't believe that this episode was written by Robbie. I can. Could you not? I could. Did y'all see the memes that I put in, a, in our Discord? Yeah. Uh, where did you put I put them in, um, wait, where did, I, where, did I, where did I put them? Oh, they're in, uh, I think, Habcast Talk. Yeah. Okay, yeah, they're oh, half yeah. cast off. I've had enough of this dude, but it's Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> it's Robbie and um the guy from last week. I don't remember yeah. his name. Adam. Adam. <laughs> it's it's Robbie and Adam. Robbie eats <laughs> Robbie. We have got to talk. We have got to sit down and we've got to go through some stuff, okay? Because this episode was amazing. It is probably the best episode of Supernatural we've had in a really long time. But what are you doing, man? You know? Yeah, yeah. fuck. Like, Robbie, baby, what is what is going on through that head of yours? So, first thing I want to say is we have come full fucking circle. Because when Chuck was the writer on the show... We were like, ah, fuck you, Chuck. It's like you're God, but you're also like kind of a good guy. I don't know. Confusing. And also it's the writers themselves coming in and being like, cool, we're the writers and we're awesome and we're God. And now the writer is the big bad for season nine. So I want to gather all the writers of Supernatural together and be like, hey, are y'all good? (laughs) (laughs) Y'all okay? I mean, the answer is no. But like, yeah. are you? What's going on, bud? Do you need to sit down? How did Supernatural hurt you? What did the CW do to you? It, or they have a fucking god complex. Shit. So, yeah. 
So the episode begins with Metatrod being like, what makes a story? And I was like, not whatever you guys are doing. Yeah, fuck. (laughs) The opposite of this show. But they pulled it together, man. This episode was good. It's the best episode we've had in a while. I mean, we got we got a, a Gabriel cameo that was incredible. Holy yes. shit! See yeah. old, we got to see old Richard Spate again. Yep. So, I just want to say, is what's your how are you feeling about that? Um, I liked the cameo. Uh, I liked that it was not a like permanent come back um i i thought it was just like a good little it was a nice it was cool to see castiel tricked in that way yeah Yeah. um and yeah i mean obviously like richard spate jr as gabriel is always a delight on screen so it was it was a good time for for the short amount of time he was there yeah the entire time Gabriel and Cass were together, I was like, what if we did the show, but it was about them? Mm. <laughs> so, once again, this is an episode where it's like, wow, I really wish our main characters were literally anyone else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, Richard Spade Jr. is such a delight. Gabriel is an awesome character. Cass and Gabe definitely vibed, even though it wasn't really Gabriel. Um, also, this is definitely one of those like nice little nods to the fans. Because yeah. I can tell you from personal experience, when this episode came out, people were speculating. Oh, I bet. And I don't think there was anything before this in the show to be like, oh, is Gabriel really alive or dead? I think what it was is just like, it's supernatural. Nobody's ever really permanently dead. Characters mm-hmm. that died, you know, ten fucking years ago will just randomly be like, surprise, bitch! Yeah. So, this idea of, you know, Gabriel showing up isn't shocking. Oh, yeah. Like, when he came back, I was like, oh, of course. Of course, Gabriel. Um, like, it, it all... It, it still made sense in the, like, narrative of the show. Even though the explanation that Gabriel gives is kind of bullshit. Oh, 100%. Um, but when when I saw Gabriel again, I was just like, of course, you know? Gabriel could be like, oh, yeah, God shit me out. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, that makes sense for this show. I am not shocked yeah. to learn that at all. oh can we I just have to give this a little shout out because I wanted to reach the screen and strangle Robbie Thompson um when he was having Metatron speak in the beginning basically as the writers of the show like Robbie Thompson was I mean it's they all are puppeted by Robbie Thompson but still um so uh Robbie Thompson or so Metatron's like, what makes a good story? Subtext? Uh, I wanted to reach to the screen and murder everyone because I know, <laughs> yeah. I knew it was a Destiel thing. 
Mm-hmm. It definitely was. Definitely, definitely was. And it's like, you're not helping. Stop queer baiting. Um, yeah. So, but I love this episode. I really did. Yeah, it oh. was fucking great. Yeah. Everything was finally like, everything's finally starting to come to a head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So it, it's nice to see that we are finally getting some progress somewhere. You know what this is? This is the season six thing too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Also had these two storylines that were like, oh, we got to deal with this thing in hell, and we got to deal with this thing in heaven. And the entire yeah. time we were just like, oh my god, who gives a shit about hell? Let's focus on what's going on in heaven right now. Yeah, and every episode that focused on the civil war in heaven was so much better than any than any other episode in the season. Definitely. Yeah, this the, I'm I'm sure I've said this before, but this season so far has been a very very much rehashed season 6. It's almost like Robbie was the showrunner at this point, right? No. So the showrunner for season 6 was Sarah Gamble and yeah. the current showrunner is Jeremy Carver. Jeremy Carver. But it's like it's almost like Jeremy Carver is taking the stuff that Sarah Gamble led and like putting it in a different mold. Like he melted down season six and put it into a new cast. Well You know you know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I will say I think a big difference between um Sarah Gamble season six and Jeremy Carver season six is that all of those diverging plot threads connected in the end. Like we had to deal with all that shit with the mother, but the reason why the mother was there in the first place is because of what Kaz and Crowley were doing, trying to find purgatory. Mm, True. This season, I cannot imagine a way that um, Abaddon is like, oh, actually, I've been working for Crowl- for Metatron the entire time. Like, I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Yes. I, no, you're definitely right. So ultimately, while season six did suck, all of those plot threads did connect in the end in a way that made sense. And I don't know if that's better or worse than how season nine is currently going i think it's better because like you said everything in six connects and you're right like the stuff that's going on in hell has nothing to do with anything going on in heaven um like dean's whole mark of cain stuff like that has nothing to do with the heaven's civil war it's almost like they Split the season with Sam getting dragged in with Gadriel with the Heaven side, and then Dean getting dragged in with Abaddon uh, and the Mark of Cain on the Hell side. Oh my and god! There's no connection. Oh my god! I just realized Sam being possessed by Gadriel is like soulless Sam shit. Yeah. And we oh, also yeah, spent the. Season... I'm sure we talked about that in early season nine. Oh my god. 
Oh my god, this is just season six, part two. Yeah, it's just it season really six is. again. Why? Who did this, Jeremy? Jeremy, what are you doing? Uh, okay. C- good things about this episode because it is again the best episode we've had in a long time. Uh, I really liked how they did the supernatural like intro, and then they were like, "Ah, it's actually Metatron." Yeah, that was pretty good. I love when they do shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Also, I liked Cass a lot this episode. I mean, obviously, when he's vibing with Gabriel, ten out of ten. But he also decides he's going to step up and like help out the angels, and I appreciated that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's playing right into Metatron's hands, but, like, I'm into it. I mean, sometimes the best play is the one that's obvious. Yeah. So, also, Metatron's acting like a fucking moron. By being like, hey, I want you to oppose me. Dude, just kill him. Yeah, he's definitely, like, he... I, I feel like Metatron is getting too big for his own typewriter 100 like he thinks he thinks he can control the narrative and obviously because this is a show about sam and dean that they're gonna win the day at the end but metatron's not gonna make it easy for him because he thinks he is the the master of it all i have a question do we think metatron is a threatening like effective season nine big bad are we feeling it no honestly not after this episode okay go further into that explain i feel like i feel like the way metatron was egging on cassiel to become his opposer was him stepping out of a more hardcore villain role like i know that they're going for the i'm the mastermind of everything you can't defeat me but i don't know like it really to me the tension of the civil the the heaven stuff was not knowing what metatron was doing and just hearing about shit that was going on and like witnessing the stuff like if they had left it at um, if they had left it at Metatron is using Gabriel's symbol or whatever to call angels just to try to get them on his side and murder them otherwise, mm-hmm. that and left it there, that in general would have been way more threatening than what we got in the end. Yeah. It's because a- now I feel like Metatron's played his hand. So, yeah, I can see that. Um, I will say that while I don't think Metatron is necessarily a threatening or effective villain, I do think that what he's doing now is kind of, like, perfect for him. Oh, yeah. It, it makes total sense for it to be for him in character. Yeah. I just think after that, it um, stopped. He's... It, it kind of like ended his reign of pure evil. Yeah. And now he's just like, kind now I'm the bad guy. Yeah. Legitimately, Metatron is a worm tail and he 
to be like truly, I think, of threatening big bad, he needs a Saruman or a Sauron, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like that looming evil that you can never actually touch. Yes. Yeah. So in this show, that character is actually um Dean. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh so honestly, I think a big part of it is that like they're spending too much time. Okay, so this is a bit of a spoiler, but like you can kind of tell. I'm assuming you can kind of tell that all this shit with the Mark of Cain. It's like ah, we got to set some shit up for next season, right? We got to plant those seeds now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if they had spent less time on that and more time just dealing with Metatron. Like, maybe this season would have been a little more coherent and less yeah. shitty. Yeah. Like, or if, like... Or if, like... Abaddon the... just, like, chill out for a season and then dealt with her next season, you know? Yeah. There's yeah, for no real. There's no reason for all this nonsense. Oh, yeah, no. I don't know. I, I think know. if the Mark of Cain episode had happened, like, way later on... Yeah. I think it would have, A, been more impactful and a lot cooler... And if we had just focused on heaven and then hell later on. I, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so this, we're we're getting to the end game of this season. Like, there's only, what, five episodes left? I know, right? And we still got a time for a Monster of the Week filler episode. Don't worry. I I feel like the Mark of Cain is going to carry over into the next season. I don't think that's going to get resolved anytime soon. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. There's something that happens at the beginning of next season that I found out about it just through, like, being on Tumblr in 2014. Mm. And when I found out about it, I was just like, Jesus Christ. We're really there? This is how far we've come? Just end the show. I don't know. I feel like... I mean, Dean... Dean fights Kane at some point, right? I feel like I've seen clips of that. Uh, ben and I are doing that thing where we... <laughs> ah, We're definitely ah, silently definitely staring at each other. S- yeah, silently I, staring I know, at each other. I know that Supernatural has been on in the corner of the pizza store I worked at. <laughs> and that I saw uh, Dean and Kane having a, a showdown. Silently stares. Yeah, staring. Just staring. Staring into the distance. So, moving on from that. um, Oh, God, I had a point and it's gone. Where'd it go? Oh, here it is. I feel like after a certain point, they had to have been like, okay, this is the year it gets canceled. What? Wait, seriously? Another... season okay that's crazy so i feel like at a certain point they had to be like well we gotta like we can't leave these villains dangling because what if we don't come back next year i have no idea if that's true or not i just like to believe it's true which is why they're like we gotta kill abaddon like now you know yeah i don't know i feel like what this was 2014 yes i feel like at this point of time Supernatural was such a cash cow that there was no way that it was going to get canceled. Really? 
I mean, I mean you're maybe right. Maybe I wasn't. I I just wasn't there at the time. Yeah. But that's how I feel in retrospect. Yeah. Like because I was on Tumblr in 2014, I was there for the Misha apocalypse. Like, I was there for Super Hulak. Yeah. Oh, oh god. my god. Speaking of Super Hulak, people are like, we need a new Super Hulak, and they want it to be no. Good Omens, What We Do in the Shadows, and our flag means death. And it's like, okay, how the hell? What's the- just have? Just make Taika Waititi the new Tumblr man. Uh, yeah, agreed. And also, is he not already there? I think he is now. All right. You know what? I'm going to AO3.com, and I'm going to see when Twist and Shout, the world's most popular Desti Elfic, was published. And that will answer the question we have about when Supernatural was at its most, at its peak. Oh my god, it's taking me. I just need to bookmark this page already. <laughs> you know, because because I've been going to supernaturalwiki.com, my favorite website so often, I've started getting um auto like auto suggested supernatural memes on my Facebook feed now. And a lot of them are like a lot of them are just screenshots from Tumblr, and I want to be like, do not quote to me the deep magic because I was <laughs> yeah. there when it was written on Facebook. <laughs> uh, the ads I keep getting suggested on my Facebook are, she's the lowliest woman in the werewolf pack, and he's the oh, no. sexiest alpha, and they get pregnant. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Can't I just be met with the death? Yeah, can't, why? What am I? Is it just because I'm on AO3? Because that doesn't seem fair. There's a lot of stuff that's not Omegaverse shit on AO3. I don't even read Omegaverse stuff, man. Like, come on. I'm just a little baby. I don't need this. Okay. Don't need this bullshit. Twist and Shout was first published 2012. October 15th, 2012. And it was oh, wow. finished August 1st, 2014. Ooh, I thought you were about to say like 20, 2019 and I was about to be like, oh, oh, oh nope. no. No, that was so it. finished in 2014, a.k.a. the height of supernatural fandomdom. You know what? I gotta look out something real quick. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, this kind of makes me sad. No, it doesn't Twist and sad. Shout too. Twistier and shoutier. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing Vietnam again, baby. <laughs> Two twist for shout. It's just a Destiel fanfic, and it's set during the first Iraq war. It's very short. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout five. Yeah. So, and then we do it again in the War on Terror. And that thing <laughs> goes forever for half of my life. All right. Um, I just, real quick, moment of silence for all the fanfics that were never finished because we pulled out of Vietnam too soon. Yep. If you don't mind playing taps at this moment. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I think 
think the complaints about Vietnam is that we were in it too long. I definitely think that's... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we shouldn't have been in Vietnam. Okay, great. Um, what else? I, you know, so you know the character Hannah? She's like the angel who yes. Gas talks to. I like her. Yeah. She was all right. She just looks nice, you know? She played a nurse in the episode, season one, episode Faith, and a young mother in the season one episode, Something Wicked. Yes, Mm. once again, Canada has ten actors at this point, and they have to keep reusing them. Yeah. She was also in Apollo 18 as John's fiance. Oh. In Smallville. Oh, fuck. And she had a pretty main role in Wind Calls the Heart, a Canadian television show. Nice. Yeah. Did she play the main one? No, she did not. But she wasn't in it for several episodes. So Wind Calls the Heart is a period piece, I think? Mm. Yes, they're all in old-timey clothes, so... They're all dressed like Mormons, so I'm gonna... It's, it, sounds like a, it sounds like it would be a period piece. Yeah. Well, she played Dottie Ramsey in that. Um. Oh, she was in Supernatural. Oh, oh man, who would have yeah. thought? Damn. That's a show we've all heard of. She's played a lot of bit stuff. She was in a show called Spooksville. Hmm. I think I remember hearing about that. The new kid in town discovers that he holds the key to a battle between good and evil that has been taking place for centuries in a bizarre small town that plays host to a wide, a wide array of supernatural and unexplained occurrences. This show sounds like so weird. From the Disney Channel. You remember that show? show so so weird. weird? I don't. So weird. It's so weird that I don't remember it. Oh, I was really into it when I was a kid. That's a shame. You should consider watching. It was pretty good for a Disney Channel television show. I'll Google it right quick. It's not a sitcom. Really? Yeah. So it's weird. It's about this girl, and she traveled with her family, and they would, like, investigate shit. And uh, all this weird shit happened. I have no, like, I've never heard of this. Yeah. Was it like Supernatural for kids? Uh, maybe. They weren't hunters. Like, they didn't kill anything. They usually just experience the weird stuff. And okay. then, and then you know, called it a day. Okay. So it was more like Goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. Or what was that other show? Other Like, the one that was like a little bit more adult, but not so like full on or, or TVMA rated. Mm, not sure. sure. I am on the. Uh, it ran from 1999 to 2001. Um, it ended right after 9/11. So this is another show that 9/11 killed. Uh, uh, damn you, George Bush. Yeah, the series was compared to the Fox TV series The X Files since it took a darker tone than any other Disney Channel show at the time. Disney Channel X Files. Yeah. So, I just remember it being, like, kind of a weird show. Mm-hmm. Like, there was an episode about, like, bees that had become human, and they were really upset about it, so... Whoa. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> kept fucking around if I with met shit. a bee that became human, I would chill with that. 
I would chill with that human bee. Yeah. Uh, these human bees were not chill. They were trying to like encase people in beeswax. Are you oh. afraid of the dark? Is what I was thinking of. Oh, there was okay. another episode where like there were, they replaced the main character after two seasons with a new person for the third and final season, which is always a good sign that your show's gonna last forever. And they, um, like, she didn't get along with the main character's brother, so they got trapped in an alternate dimension, and the only way they could escape was to, uh, become friends. Hmm. It was a legitimately dark show for, like, Disney. No. It was pretty freaky. Yeah. Freaky Friday, even. So weird, even. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. They were weirdos. Do you see this hat? God damn it. <laughs> we always come around to the fucking hat. That's our new you actually. <laughs> uh, going back to Supernatural, I kind of want to discuss the possibility that Supernatural would have stopped existing if Jared Padalecki had left in season seven like he wanted to. It absolutely 100% yeah. would have stopped. Would not have lasted. No, I, absolutely not. What like, I was... This, this show is fueled by people wanting to see Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles. Yeah. And Misha Collins. I will say, when I started this show, like, my favorite of the three was probably J-Pad. But now that I've gotten more into it, my favorite is probably Misha Collins. Yeah. He's just such a delight. But... Back before I started doing Habcast and when I was like, you know, kind of out of Supernatural and hadn't really seen anything, I remember seeing people on Tumblr who were like super hardcore Destiel fans being like, I just wish this like Sam would leave and the show would be about Dean and Cass. And I was like, wow, the show will be canceled. You know, you just unlocked a core memory for me. Whoa, what was it? I remember the first time going on Tumblr because I remember talking with somebody way back decades ago about Tumblr. And they were like, oh, you like Supernatural? You should go on Tumblr because a lot of people on Tumblr like Supernatural. (laughs) And I remember seeing that. And I remember seeing, I don't remember what the Destiel fic was or if it was, it was either Destiel or like some Wincess stuff. And I was like, yep, nope, never doing that again. Um, if I, if I had the chance to, like, be reincarnated into the past and, like, basically be my 2011 self Mm -hmm. with the 2022 knowledge that I have and someone told me the sentence, you should go on Tumblr because there's a lot of Supernatural fans on it, I would slap them in the face. (laughs) (laughs) So. Same. (laughs) I will say this. Most SDO fans are just casual people who like the ship and want to read dirty fanfic with their two favorite characters going at it. Oh, no. The stuff I remember seeing, it was just kind of vile. And the when I say vile, I just mean at the time, I yeah. did not enjoy seeing stuff about piss and shit. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where I remember the, seeing. Time, now. That yeah. was just like raw on Tumblr. I mean, of course it was. Yeah, but yeah. Like, back when they Tumblr didn't even hide free. it behind a read more. I don't remember. Like I said, it's been a hot fucking minute. 
Okay, first of all, Ben is... Travis, what are you talking about? Ben would click the read more. Are you fucking kidding? Like, he wouldn't even check <laughs> the tags. I'd click the <laughs> read less. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he would click read more and then read less. Um, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is that uh, this was not like there was a spoiler effect up. Ben had to cl- If Ben had to click a button, he clicked it. Okay? Yeah. First of all, that. Second of all, um... I want to go ahead and say that, like, there's a lot of really good Destiel fanfic writers out there. I've never read Twist and Shout, but I'm sure it's amazing. And there's a lot of really good, like, supernatural fanfic writers and chill people in the supernatural fandom. However, Tumblr 2012 to 2014 was fucking toxic as shit. Yeah. And I wouldn't say it's better now i would say it's more tolerable because there's less people that's fair yeah that's all i got for you i just Mm. i think tumblr has gotten better because there's less for me to see that's true for a lot of websites I will say taking away the porn was bullshit, though. That I will stand by. Oh, hell yeah. Definitely. Everything started going downhill when they took away the porn. Yeah. So. Um, so let's talk about Dean and Gedriel real quick. That I I did enjoy the way they trapped Gedriel and him using the sigils to attract the other angels. Holy yes. fuck, that's... That's fucking devious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was pretty dope. I do feel like Sam... So Sam sees Gadriel and he's like, I'm going to punch the shit out of you. And he does it. Uh, very sexy. 10 out of 10. Good job, Sam. Oh, I also still really enjoy the character, who the actor who plays Gadriel, and I still enjoy Gadriel as a character. I'll just go ahead and say mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, as a character, he's great. Yeah. 10 out of 10. I still really like Gadriel. Um, he is like all. He's like the ultimate. I am following orders, dude. Yes. Like, yeah. He has just done everything. Meta, he is Metatron's go man. Yes. Mm-hmm. I will say there was a moment when Dean was talking to Gadriel and he was like, "So you were the snake in the garden. You fucked it up for humanity." Dean, heaven sucks. We yeah. should throw Gadriel a party. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, good. Jo- I mean, not that Earth is great, but still. Good job, Gadriel. You get a cake every year for the for on the day you did that. That's your birthday now. <laughs> I love that for you, Gadriel. I think that was very I think when you helped out Lucifer and like made the fall of humanity happen, I thought that was very sexy. <laughs> ten out of ten from Gadriel. Um But so Sam punches out Gadriel and is like, fuck you, I hate you, and then you know, Gadriel's doing his whole, like, his hiss, hiss, I know every part of you, I'm evil, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then Sam leaves. And and Dean and Gadriel have a little moment mm-hmm. where Dean is like, I want to torture you. Like, I don't even give a shit that, you know, I don't even want the information. I just want to fuck with you because I hate you so much. Yeah. And I understand. And I'm not even going to kill you. Yeah. That's how much I hate you. Yeah. And I understand why Dean feels that way. 
But I feel like that moment should have been Sam's. Yeah. Yeah. Dean should have gone to go find Cass and Sam should have confronted Gadriel. Because Sam was the one who was possessed. And it gets to be closure for Sam. Yeah, but we needed this. This was, this had to be Dean because we had to see more of the Mark of Cain doing its thing on him. Okay, but did we though? Because I feel like we could have had that in another place. Slash have already had it. Yeah, I definitely. But I think, to me... Dean reverting back to torture at any time is almost like Sam drinking demon blood. Because for Dean, torturing is something that happened in his past. Like, that's something he did in his past. And now he is trying to not be that person but he gives into that impulse every once yeah. in a while. Yeah. And the other thing is we got the more level-headed brother to talk with Metatron about that like the hostage exchange. Mm, that's true. I think it, it was yeah, Ben, you're right. I think it was more about Sam talking to Metatron than it was Dean talking to Gadriel. Yeah. Okay. This I will disagree with. I do think it was way more about uh, Dean talking to Gadriel. I think, honestly, oh, yeah? the hostage exchange, like Sam getting the information, that was an afterthought. Counterpoint, Dean gets the call about Cass, loses his shit, and that's a little nice Cass-Dean moment. Mm-hmm. That'd have been fun. Huh? Huh? Yeah. A little something for the uh, for the shippers on board, am I right? I mean, like, mm-hmm. when we remake the show, I would rather do it that way, but with what then we got... Was, then they'll kiss. It was almost like they didn't want a Destiel moment to happen in this episode. Yeah. Too late. I, I will say... And Dean and Cass interacted. It's way too late to avoid that. <laughs> I'll give you that... Dean and Gadriel was closure for Dean as far as, like, Kevin goes. Yeah. So, which, like, I'm fine with Dean having, but then they also already kind of had that with, um, you know, Kevin showing up and being like, you guys did your best. I'm not mad. I don't know. I see why they did it. I understand that they were trying to do, like, more Mark of Cain shit, but mm-hmm. um, I kind of wish Sam had had that moment because I also see it more as like, a, okay, we're really pushing Sam towards the back. This is less of a two-hander and more of a, it's the Dean show. And Sam gets to be in peril every once in a while. Yeah. And that gets to be exciting, right? <laughs> mm, this, I, this definitely is the Dean show now. Yes. It used to be... It's been the Dean show all season. Yeah, it used to be the both, both of them. I guess last season we did get Sam doing the tasks, and that's like, he got the thing, and now Dean has the thing. Mm-hmm. But like, whereas the Mark of Cain allows Dean to make action and do stuff, the tasks to close the gates of hell mostly just made Sam incredibly sick. 
Yeah. So I don't think it's the same. No. Also, if they were trying to avoid Destiel moments, they shouldn't have had that cheeky little moment early on in the episode where Dean asks Cass how he's doing, and Cass is like, I miss my wings. I don't like being on the road. That felt very domestic. And then at the end of the episode, Cass grabs Dean's wrist, pulls up his shirt to look at the mark of Cain, and is like, damn it, Dean. Let me go back to AO3 because I'm a hundred percent sure there's already de- there's there's got to be like Destiel character tags for this oh, episode. Yeah. So if the goal was to avoid Destiel, they failed. <laughs> but also, I don't think that's ever the goal. I really do think. I mean, Supernatural is very queer baity. Like they're leaning in. Mm, yeah, they, that's true. They want fans I mean, to it- keep watching the show, and one of the ways that they get that is through. You know, this this shit that everyone's obsessed with. Yeah, and like you said, this episode opens with Metatron as the writers of this show going, how about that subtext, wink, wink? Uh, uh, it's <laughs> everybody's very, we see what you guys are doing. We approve. Hey, do you see these crubs on the ground? Lick them up. <laughs> to be clear, I hate that. But I don't think the fans are like at fault for reading into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like they're not the crazy ones here. I I think I think in a well this is this is an interesting conversation in and of itself because in the age of the internet where creators of shows have so much more direct feedback with the audience like is it better is it better when the creators know what to lean into for the audience or does that just make it a show written by the audience? I actually think it's um, extremely... <sighs> I don't think it's a good thing for fans of something, especially like fans who get into things the way that I do, to have access to the creators. Yeah. I agree. Because I think that there's a lot of harassment. I also think that marginalized creators are held to a much higher standard mm-hmm. than the Robbie Thompsons of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Maybe. people have gotten death threats because they didn't like how a certain storyline was handled. Yeah, either a storyline, look at content creators, look at everybody who's like fucking stopped making shit just because yeah. of negative comments on the internet. It's yeah. pretty awful. So. I'm actually going to do an example. I'm going to mention Dragon Age to do an example of like something where I agree, but the way that it was handled was terrible. So mm-hmm. Dragon Age 2 comes out after the success that was Dragon Age Origins. Dragon Age Origins is an extremely well-loved and critically acclaimed game. Dragon Age 2 comes out and it was a big disappointment. And we can go into why, but I'm just going to focus on one specific writer, and that is the writer Jennifer Hepler. She wrote 
quite a few characters in Dragon Age 2, but most notably the character of Anders, who, spoiler alert for Dragon Age 2, at the end, blows up a fantasy Catholic church and kills, like, ten people? But maybe hundreds? Their numbers aren't clear. She got so much hate for this that she wrote for Dragon Age Inquisition and then quit Bioware. Shit. Which is just kind of insane. Like, do I agree with everything she wrote about Anders? No. Do I think some of her writing is problematic? Yes. Do I think it excuses the deluge of hatred she got? Absolutely the fuck not. Like, that's just not okay. This woman got fucking, like, threats. That's just ridiculous. That's fucked up. It's extremely fucked up, and it's completely not the way to handle it. I cannot imagine being a writer on Supernatural and, like, playing this queerbaiting game and then having to pull back because I'm, like, afraid I'm going to get death threats. Now, do I think the Supernatural writers should be playing this core rating game? No. But I also don't necessarily know if that was their decision. Like, I think the network... Because queer baiting is mostly a marketing tactic. I do think the network has a hand in stuff like that, but I don't oh, know. Oh, sure. And I don't want to make, like, accusations against the CW. Well, and I don't think... It's, I don't think it's, is, is it a, it's, it's not a representation issue, is it? Because, like, I feel like recently the CW has all had all kinds of, like, queer characters. Or am I wrong about that? I mean, it's not a, so, wait, I don't get what you're asking. So are you asking, so, like, like, was it that the CW this... was afraid to have the representation, but they wanted their cake and ate, wanted to eat it too? I, yes, like... Because the CW could have done the thing years ago without backlash. Am I right? So, yes, is the answer to that question. But I think that you have to remember, one, even though Supernatural ran for a very long time, it still came out in 2005. And Mm, Eric Kripke definitely did not imagine these characters as queer. Like, that just wasn't a thing. And I'm not trying to say that Eric Kipke's like a piece of shit for this or that he's homophobic. I just legitimately don't think he like that was on his radar. I don't think it was on a lot of people's Supernatural's just a product of the time it was created in. Well, yes and no. I think it's partly that, but I also think it's because there are probably certain cast members and writers who would have been uncomfortable exploring certain ships. Mm, yeah, that's true. You are right about that. Like, I don't want to make I don't want to make statements on how Jensen Ackles feels in his heart of hearts, but this is the dude who wrote no on a essay somebody wrote about their character being like Dean being bi. Yeah, I, just, I don't think that he's super down with Destiel. I could be wrong though. Well, no, I think I'm actually pretty right on that, but. I don't think that you can extrapolate from that that, oh, Jensen Ackles hates, like, bi people or the LGBT community. What I think, what I would be more comfortable extrapolating is that 
Jensen Ackles is very attached to the character of Dean and has a certain idea of him because he's been playing him for so long and he just Mm -hmm. does not, he's not okay or is uncomfortable with the idea of Dean being bi. Okay, I can see that. Like, okay. But I just don't want to make value judgments like that about people I don't know, you know? Yeah, like, for sure. T- to my knowledge, has Jensen Ackles ever been like, "I hate the queers"? No, so I'm not. I'm not gonna be like, "Well, he's a piece of shit" <laughs> or whatever. Um, I mean, if if I if I could like make any ship be explored in supernatural, it would be the USS Eldridge uh, because there's a conspiracy theory about it that it was supposed to be able to teleport. And I think it'd be insane to watch the brothers, like, watch dudes deal with the painful uh, whatnots of teleportation. I know that you're making a pun right now, but... (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you, Travis. (laughs) I know a pun is happening, however... We are having a serious conversation. Yeah. Also have two <laughs> ships that I wish the show would have done slash explored. Ooh, imagine if they explored one of the ships from Super Mario Brothers three, the airships. That would have been dope. Okay, <laughs> I think there should have been more DHL employees in this series. First of all. First of all, what do you mean you want more ships on Supernatural? We already got the ship from season three. Was that not enough for you? Oh, no. What, you need more than one in a 15-year show? (laughs) Fucking right. Yeah, I do. You ask too much. Yeah. Hell, it would have been cool to see the bros, like, travel around in the marshes of either Florida or goddamn Louisiana, seeing what whatnots, like, what monsters and shits. Yeah, fuck. Jared Padalecki's knees are up to his chin. <laughs> yeah, hell. Okay. So obviously my answers are Dexteel and Samwina. We haven't even gotten to one of those characters yet. Not Samwina. Megsteel. Megsteel. Megsteel, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but alas. Yeah. But alas. My dreams will never come true because yeah. Rachel Miner hates me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> because she decided to leave the show for her own health benefits. What a jerk. What a jerk indeed. I know. She should have st- she should have put her life at risk for the ship. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else we need to talk about this episode? Oh, I really like the song they played at the end. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, what was that song? I don't know, but I liked it a lot. You know what? I bet I can find it on supernaturalwiki.com. Oh my, my god. <laughs> the best website of all time. Um the sun ain't gonna shine anymore by Frankie Valley. Damn. Okay. Oh, Va- all right. Valley. Frank you. Yeah. I didn't think we were ever gonna Plays hear a Frankie Valley song in the show, but here we are. Um, yeah. Yeah. I gotta. I gotta say that the music this episode was great. I really mm. liked um, how Metatron was just playing like the fanfare rondu in the mm-hmm. beginning scene. Oh, also important to mention. Uh, Gadriel is kind of feeling a little shifty about Metatron. Yeah. Because he asked in the end, he was like, so was letting the Winchesters kidnapping part of your plan? And Metatron was like, no. 
But also, is Metatron a lying liar who lies? Yes. And Metatron basically has the powers of a god. Uh, he is no longer uh, cowed by holy oil fire. Oh, yeah. That was pretty dope when yeah. he was just like, hey, let's do the thing. All right, let's do it. Uh, just kidding. Fuck all your shit. <laughs> I said powers of a god. And I was right. Yeah, yeah powers of a god. Because I was like, the archangels. Mm-hmm. Nope, they are affected by holy fire. Yeah. Oh, also, it has been so long since Cass has like been in the show that the last time he was in the show, Dean didn't have the mark of Cain. Yeah. Which really yeah. bums me out, actually. God, it's been a while. Yeah. But I guess, I mean, like, I feel like Cass finding out that Dean had the mark of Cain should have been a bigger deal. And maybe it'll become a bigger deal. But I think... I think there should have been more of an episode related to that. Should it have been a sexier deal? Maybe. Like, uh-huh. I feel like I, I feel like very obviously Dean didn't want Cass to know about the Mark of Cain, but because Cass is Cass, he's gonna be like, Dean, I sense something different about you, and Dean is gonna spend half an episode trying to hide it, and then it finally gets revealed, and Cass just has that like, Dean, I'm so disappointed in you look. Dean, you smell different. You've changed <laughs> shampoos. Is that is that body armor I smell? What's going? What's happening? Is it the mark of Tresemme oh. upon you? <laughs> mm, Dean, also are you thought... an Old Spice man? <laughs> I also thought it was very funny that Metatron gave Castiel the power to understand pop culture references. We finally Ooh, got yes. it. Yes, yeah. and I appreciate the fact that at the end of this, he's still like, he's still confused. Yeah, he still doesn't yeah, like, get it. He, like he he understands the reference, but he doesn't understand why it's a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> oh my sweet little auto- autism coded character, Cass. Once again, Cass, you are delight. Never change. We've already forgotten about the uh, attempt, uh, you know, slight genocide that you did back in season six. Slash seven. So, you want to read some reviews for this episode? Hell yeah. Yes. They kind of surprised me a little bit. Really? Okay. Yeah. As per usual, I will read the lowest ranked one and then the highest ranked one. As well as any that just seem interesting. Um, all right. This one is called Not Cool. Really uncool for making us think the trickster was back. Really super uncool. Not only on Metatron, but for the writers to hit at him still being alive. Seems like Cass is finally going to lead that army, I suppose. Which can only go terribly in the end. Boring. Things are seeming more and more predictable in the series, and it's starting to bother me quite a bit. I hope we get away from the demons and angels storyline completely at some point. Hell, I'd even accept aliens at this point. This is the second season in a row, with just angels and demons being the main storyline. It's getting awful repetitive. One thing that I did like about this is that Cass now knows all the references that are being made, which should make him a bit funnier. 7 out of 10. Yeah, this is a fucking 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10 was the lowest? Yeah. Oh my god. And they still didn't like it? Yep. 
I don't think people understand how a 1 through 10 score works. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because of it's because of school. People people get fucked up because 50% is failing mm. and to them 70% is average and 7 out of 10 is 70%, but when you think about like a 1 through 10 scale, 5 is supposed to be the exact halfway. Yeah. Like to me, if I had had this feeling about this episode, I would have put it at least at a five. Yeah. So this is from Dana JS, who's somebody that we've seen quite a few reviews from. And oh. uh, I read that line in the review where they were like, I'm really tired of this. And I was like, oh, my God, did season 10 kill them? And the last review they did for Supernatural was back in 2016. And it was... Supernatural season ten, episode three. So yes. <laughs> so yes, yes is, is the answer. Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> Dana JS, I shall uh, Dana JS twenty four. I shall miss your observations. All right. And then the best review. Fantastic. This episode left me amazed. It had everything I didn't expect. We had Dean and Sam working together again, like they have been from seasons one through five. We had an old character returning. Castiel was in this episode. It starts out with Metatron writing out the story, which we have seen before with Chuck. This increases the odds that Chuck was God. The script was very well written. The acting was superb, like always, and it really drew me in. This episode really shows the quality of the writing team, and it looks like we're getting the old show we have known and loved from seasons one through five. I am not really excited to see how the rest of the season plays out. 18 episodes in. Yeah. Uh, this episode was close to being my all-time favorite episode, which was the season finale of season five. Nine out of ten. Wow. That is high praise. It's high praise. This episode does not have a single 10 out of 10 review. Which is pretty rare. Yeah, fuck. For IMDb Supernatural reviews. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Wow. I wonder... Do, do, is it possible that they have other episodes in this season that they didn't like? Uh, the person who wrote this review? Yeah. Give me a second. Let me see if I can find some. This is the only review they have written. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> yeah. rabbit hole. They were like, this episode is so good, people must know my thoughts. And then they never reviewed anything on IMDb again. Wow. Here's another one that's titled, Not Good. <clears throat> oh, hold on. I lost it. I lost it. Give me a sec. This episode does not seem to offer much. Although novel in its approach, there is too much Metatron, too much Castiel, too much talking. Thankfully, we got a bit of action with Dean and Gadriel, which is always welcome. Two great characters. The Angel story is extremely boring and should have ended some time ago. They are drawing it out and it has become tedious. Power struggle over heaven. No one cares. 7 out of 10. Wow. Heartless. Yeah, fuck. This is the greatest episode of all time. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So this is also the only review they've written. Wow. Yeah. Shit. 
They just hated it so they much. Did not, they were not a fan. So. But yeah. Oh, real quick. Uh, I have to talk about this time where I was like, Robbie Thompson, I will fight you in the episode. It's when Cass realizes that Gabrielle is not Gabrielle and Gabriel. I don't know why I said Gabrielle. Um, Gabriel's <laughs> not Gabriel. And it's because he tore his coat earlier that day, but in the, you know, illusion, the coat was not torn. And Gabriel says, oh, I hate continuity errors. Hey, man, me too. Have you considered yeah. talking to the writers about that? <laughs> Quick question. It's like, yes, me at the Supernatural writing staff. <laughs> hey, quick question. How is it in season five the angels could be hit by a truck and not be affected by it, but now for some reason they could get the shit beat out of them and it, like, hurts or whatever? Like, what's well, going on with that? I mean, in this season, it's because they are all booted out of heaven. They're not as powerful as they should be. Really? It's that? Was that explained or something? I don't know. I, I, I don't. I feel like I feel like because of the heaven shenanigans, they're not. That I mean, like even Cass is isn't at full power, but I guess that's for a different reason. Cass isn't at full power because he didn't have grace. I mean, none of the angels are at full power. Yes, because they've <laughs> lost their wings; they can no longer fly. Yeah. But as far as we've seen and been told, there's no other angels that are having the issues Cass has. Cass is not at full power because he didn't have grace for a while and then he got his grace back, but it wasn't his grace, it was another angel's. Specifically, Officer Buck from Psych. Mm, yeah. Or McNabb. Yeah, Buck McNabb's his name. Mm. So, um, which by the way, we also find out this episode that like that grace is doing him dirty. Uh, yeah. It's treating Cass yes. like yeah. too much Taco Bell treats me, so... Um, yeah. But yeah. I think that's all I have to uh, say yeah. about this episode. I think so. Travis, what do you think is going to happen next? Oh boy. Um, I think we're going to get two episodes where fucking nothing happens. And then we're going to get an episode where we finally have a showdown with Abaddon. And then we'll have the end of that episode have some goofiness with Crowley. And then we'll have the final two episodes where we deal with Metatron. And it's uh, actually a lot easier than they thought it was going to be. And But something bad still happens and someone's going to die. Probably Castiel. Wow. you! I'm just looking at an episode list right now and you didn't nail everything. But, uh... Damn, dear. <laughs> No, that's pretty much it. That's what yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, Alex, Annie, Alexis, Anne, and Bloodlines. And then we're into dealing with the big bads of the season. So you have nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm plugged into Supernatural Correct. at this point. Yeah. I'm just like, I can open the source code and view the plot summaries. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Without even looking. And then it's uh, it's into season 10. My favorite season. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then we're going to take another five-year hiatus. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, let's see what the next episode is and see if you can time crunch that one. Let's see. It's uh, Alexis and Annie something something. I, I knew it was a bunch of A names. Yeah. What's it about, Travis? Alex, it. Alex, Annie, Alexis, Ann. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh God. Oh. This. Uh, is this. Is this the supernatural Omegaverse episode? I'm sorry. The what? The what? Who told you about the supernatural Omegaverse episode? It's this one, right? No, it's not coming for another two seasons. Oh man, I just popped over. I I popped over to the synopsis on my favorite website, supernaturalwiki.com, and the synopsis is so short. I am not looking forward to this. It'll be fine. (laughs) Oh no. Don't worry about it. Oh, it's not even. Oh, Uh, don't even. Don't even worry about it. Hey, Travis. The quote section is bigger than the synopsis. No. Hey, Travis. There's way worse fish upon your horizon. I was about to say, (laughs) you haven't even looked at bloodlines yet. Yeah. Oh, no. Get ready. So, what's what's it about? Um, What about the Omegaverse? Dig deep. Sam and Dean get paired off with a four-headed mutant and they have they each have two two-headed babies wolf babies because the four-headed mutant is also part wolf uh. oh well thanks for clearing that up Travis I don't know if that's going to happen uh, but if it does we'll talk about it on hey ass butt <sighs> Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, check out our social media at Habcast on Twitter and Instagram and Hey Ask What a Supernatural Podcast on Facebook. You can also find us on uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Habcast, where for $3 a month you get access to the other show we do, that's Let's Shag Ass, the show where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are not, in fact, supernatural. We have a lot of fun with that show. Recently we watched Futurama for... Um, Lauren Tom and uh, it was great 10 out of 10 sometimes we watch good stuff next month we're going to watch either Leverage or something terrible so (laughs) look forward to that Um, also for $1 a month you can join our Discord where sometimes we share well not sometimes pretty much every day we like talk and share memes and um, it's great it's a lot of fun as well Until next time, thank you guys so much. Have fun. And don't die. Bye.